Let us welcome uh, Daniel, Dr. Daniel Powell once again. Thank you, Pastor, and thank you, everybody, for helping us to have a great time in the Southern California. Uh, my two sons, uh, my son and my daughter, uh, we had a great time. Um, you know, he, last week, uh, he said he was concerned how many people would show up on the first day, uh, early morning prayer. You know, I am concerned about tomorrow. <laughs> how many will show up tomorrow? <laughs> I know, I, I think 40 or 42 people committed to um, keep the early morning prayer for next, until um, September 28th. Someone asked me, why September 28th? It's because according to the biblical calendar, that's the last day of this year. Uh, and September 29th begins the new year. Um, according to the biblical calendar. So I mentioned that time. So let's finish strong. What do you think? Because uh, you are making history. Because I feel like I'm witnessing history. I've never seen EMers come to early morning prayer like that. Um, not just one day, but in, for an entire week. And so thank you. And I was so happy to be part of that history making. Um, thank you. And, um, you know, again, I, I stand before you, but I'm pet <clears throat> terrified and petrified. I excited in one sense to share a message uh, with you, but um, terrified because uh, I I don't feel qualified to stand here. Um, qualified, but every single time I stand here, I don't feel qualified and I feel uncomfortable. I don't know what to speak about. Uh, I don't know if anybody ever listened. And my mother always tells me. I tell her, you know, I'm going around the world, you know, share what God's doing, and she goes, Does anybody listen to you? <laughs> I so, some do. <laughs> uh, but like her, you know, I, I don't know really what to say when I stand here. Um, but one thing I know, uh, I am unqualified, and I am uncomfortable standing here, but I know that God is with me. Uh, I may be unqualified. As long as God is with me, he qualifies me. So I don't trust my ability to speak, nor my understanding, but I trust that he's with me, and he will use me one way or the other. Even if I mess up here, he will use that as well. Amen? And so let's listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, especially today is the 1986th uh, Pentecost. So this 1986 times we celebrated Pentecost since the first Pentecost almost 2,000 years ago when 120 people gather in the upper room of uh, uh, Mark uh, and they experience the power of the Holy Spirit and the whole earth changed at that time. Ever since that time, the gospel, the kingdom has been moving powerfully and forcefully and here we are, 100 1,986 years later. So what's going to happen today? Yeah, let's open our hearts. Yeah. And that's why we prayed for the past five days uh, as a group together. Um, today's a very special day. <clears throat> well, last week, uh, you know, I, I gave you an invitation, not by me, not by pastor, but by the King Jesus, right? And you responded to King Jesus' invitation. Uh, I think first night, first day, 32 people came, and we were shocked. Both him and I were shocked. I thought five people would show up. Um, and um, it wasn't that we were doing prayer for Jesus. I think it was very different. We were responding to Jesus' invitation. We were not doing something for Jesus. It was not our initiation. It was an invitation given by the King Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords, and Many of you responded to his invitation. I felt that this is very different than we want to do something for Jesus. But it was a response to God's invitation for us in this time in history to do something amazing. Um, and so in uh, doing something for the Lord and responding to his invitation, I believe, is very different. Responding to the Lord is Lord's leadership. Remember, first day, I think three weeks ago, four weeks ago, 
uh, I talked about leadership in the changing times. Uh, things that I learned about leadership. Number one, yeah, the world has problems. And you have problems, I have problems, church has problems, everybody has problems. But it's okay, right? Yeah, because? Yeah, and the leaders have solutions. And who are the leaders? Yeah, we are the leaders. Every single person. And what is the biggest problem in the world right now? One of the biggest problems? Failure of responsibility. And so what do leaders do? They take responsibility. All leaders in the history of the world, they took responsibility for something. And they became the leaders. And people followed them. But godly leaders, one more thing, godly leaders, they take responsibility. What else they do? They pray. Godly leaders, they pray. I've never seen any godly leaders, Christian leaders, that did not pray. And so we responded to God's invitation to come and spend time with him. Spending time with Jesus is our act of prayer. And so we, get, we got together every morning, 6 o'clock to at least, about, I think, 7.15 or 7.30 together to pray uh, spend time with Jesus. Uh, we will continue that um, and so they pray. So what happens when they pray? That's what I want to talk about today. Uh, leaders, they respond. And so we, as godly leaders, we are responding to God's invitation. Not man's invitation. Pastor Ken did not invite us to pray. Jesus invited us to, to pray. Because he wants to spend time with us. Pastor He's a busy man. He doesn't want to spend so much time with him. Maybe he does. <laughs> but Jesus wants to spend time with him one-on-one, -on -one, every single day, first thing in the morning, so that he could bless us and give us everything that he has prepared for us on a daily basis. And so responsibility is to respond to God. Um, and so I believe that God will bless this church and begin a new movement of God. This is not just a church, but this is a moving movers and shakers of the world. And God is raising you up one by one, step by step. And first thing is God's calling you to spend time with him first before we do anything. Amen? And those who have not <clears throat> attended last week, you know, come as many times as possible. You know, some will come and some will not be able to come. But it's okay. But feel free to come every single morning if you can and make that commitment to the Lord. Respond to Jesus' invitation and, and make that appointment every morning to spend time with him. Um, so what happens? Oh, let, today's a very special day. Number one is because of Pentecost, right? Uh, anybody know why another reason why it's a special day? Uh, it's my birthday. Uh, it's my 50, no, uh, 25th, uh, <clears throat> 55th birthday. And I say, God, what, what, uh, present, what kind of present do you have for me this birthday? And God gave me his words, Isaiah 55. And I'm taking that as my birthday gift. And part of that says this. Isaiah 55. Says, surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. God's giving me nations. So I'm going to go to the nations and claim it for Jesus. And so this is my birthday gift. Every year I ask for God's word. What is my birthday gift for this year? And he gave me Isaiah 55 on my 51st birthday. Um, <clears throat> so it's good to spend my birthday with you on the Pentecost day. Um, I want to thank you again, uh, especially Pastor Ken and your wife for making this church feel like a home church for me. And especially, I want to thank all the EM people here. Uh, and I was, it was really good to spend some time together. And I got to know your heart. 
Uh, I got to see what kind of heart that God has given to you and your generation. So it was a blessing for me. And I want to thank my uh, two kids, uh, Christopher and Joseph. I mean, not Joseph. I keep t- uh, Francis. <laughs> you know, uh, spending uh, one month together in one place is a very rare thing these days for me. Uh, so it's been a great time spending my time with my two uh, children. And uh, I want to thank them for uh, just being with me uh, for an entire month. And not one complaint came out of their mouth. <laughs> uh, not one complaint. Uh, so thank you for blessing your daddy. It's just a privilege to spend some time together uh, with my children's generation. So thank you. Uh, having said that, <clears throat> uh, EMP, early morning prayer, uh, electromagnetic pulse. Uh, I call it kingdom electromagnetic pulse. That's going to destroy the demonic forces and establish the kingdom of God in, through each and every one of us. Not just through great people of God, but through us, ordinary people, through us, establishing the kingdom of God in a very different way than before. Um, but what happens when you go? Does, do things happen when you go to seek the Lord with all your heart? What will happen after um, September 28th? When we, what happens when we commit our time First hour to the Lord in seeking Him, nothing else but seeking Him. And I want to share that uh, about 12 things, what happens. Uh, this is my story, but there's so many other things that, that will and can happen through you. But this is something that happened to me. Um, <clears throat> the outcomes of EMP. Uh, number one, you know, I usually go to early morning prayer and take my problems to God. <laughs> Because I have lots of problems. Uh, yesterday, uh, my daughter uh, had a little accident. Uh, car, not an accident, but she scratched the car that we rented. Uh, and so we had to take care of that. And it really angered me. <laughs> and uh, you know, I kind of yelled at her when she did it. And then I apologized to her afterwards. I said, I'm sorry. You know, that's why insurance is there for. There. Uh, but I come to the Lord. God, what are you, why, why is this thing happening? And God gives me answers. But not only that, but there's big problems that I went to God for. Um, the biggest problem that I had in my lifetime so far was when I received Fs in my medical school. Um, and I was almost kicked out of medical school. It was the dreams of my parents. It was my dream. I didn't know what to do. That was the first time I felt like I wanted to die. First time I thought about suicide. I don't know why, but that made me. I didn't know where to go, what to do. And that's when I, be, I went to the Lord. God, what do I do? <clears throat> I brought my problem, my failure, my F, uh, to the Lord. Uh, and what happened? Does God change failures? Yes, he does. Anybody feel like a failure here? Anybody experience F before? Yeah? Yeah, you're smart people here. Oh, oh, some like me. It's okay. It's okay to have Fs. It's okay to have failures. But take it to the Lord in prayer. Give him your failures. Give the Lord your Fs. And this is what happened. I wanted to die, but I heard a tape that said, go seek the Lord early morning prayer and something will happen. God will give you photographic memory. I literally believed that. I went to the Lord. God, give me photographic memory so I don't get Fs anymore. And God didn't give me photographic memory. God, God told me who I am. And uh, this is what God told me to, uh, because of the F, you know, I applied to uh, University of Michigan Psychiatry Residency Program, and they immediately told me not to apply anymore because my two Fs, uh, they never accepted uh, people like me before, with someone with an F. I said, you know, we, we cannot accept you. What do you do? They will not accept me because of my F. I took that problem Early in the morning to the Lord, I said, Lord, you must help me. And God gave me wisdom to write a letter. 
I wrote a little letter. Called, I came to America in 1960, 1973 from Korea. Korea was the poorest nation in the world at that time, one of the poorest nations in the world. We came here to the richest nation, most a nation with opportunity, and, and so on and so on and so on. Uh, I said that America is a great nation. It's a land of immigrants, land of opportunity. Abraham Lincoln says all these great things. John F. Kennedy said this, and John and Reagan said this. America is a wonderful nation, and it brought. We came to this nation and blessed us so much. And now I'm in a position to be in a leadership um, after medical school and going into psychiatry. But I had a very hard time here. I didn't know whether I was Asian, whether American. I was very confused. My identity was confused. I didn't know how to concentrate. My concentration was very limited. So I received several Fs here. And it's not because of my inability, but because of my confusion about who I am. But now I know who I am. Uh, you need people like me, confused people like me, because the world is changing. It's age, age, uh, the East and the West is coming together. The world is becoming very global. And uh, people like me need to get involved in psychiatry because psychiatry is mostly from a Western society. Every, uh, every concept came from the West, but the world is different than the West. So you need me so I can make a contribution to your university psychiatry department. And so accept me. Otherwise, I'll go to somewhere else and make a great contribution there. And uh, they thought that was so compelling, they asked for an interview. And, and uh, long story short, I got in, and here I am now. Uh, but take it to the Lord, and God will give you wisdom. God will give you, no matter what situation, it doesn't matter. God has solutions for you. Uh, you take it to man, very limited. You take it, bring it to me, I don't know what to do with it. I will pray with you so that you can find the solution from your creator and our creator. And so take your failures to the Lord. Don't dwell with it. Take it to him every morning and let God help you. And God wants to help you. And that's his desire to see his people rise up powerfully, even with our failures. Amen? Amen. So those people who, who had hands up, you know, see you tomorrow morning, early in the morning, 6 o'clock. Amen? Yeah. Give him your failures. And, we, and he and you will work together. Yeah? So now I don't fear failure anymore. Fear of failure was gripping me for a long time. And another thing that happened to me is... Um, uh, you know... Um, When I was 30 years old, 29 years old, I felt like I needed to get married at that time. So I prayed, God, give me a wife this year. Uh, January 1st, I prayed three things. Number one, God, help me to find a wife this year. Number two, help me to find a wonderful wife. Number three, help me to find a beautiful wife. Uh, and so I prayed, I looked around, and I saw this one lady from Korea, uh, international student in PhD program at University of Michigan. I said, is that the one for me? God said, yes, this is the one for you. She said, okay, thank you so much. So I asked her to come out for one hour. Uh, she said, no. So I said, what do I do? She said, be bold. <laughs> so I knocked on the door. Can you come out for one hour? She said, okay. So we went to a park. I told her about my life, just like I wrote in the letter. I said, I was born in Korea, 1964, came to America, 1973. 1975, became a Christian. Now this is the dream that God gave me, number one, number two, number three. Will you come with me in this wonderful journey of life and share this life with me? And she looked at me funny, and she said, okay. I said, thank you so much, and we got married after that. And then the problem began. Uh, yeah, I thought I'd be the happiest man. I'll make uh, my wife the happiest woman in the world, but nothing like that happened. We were both miserable. I didn't know what to do, so I went to early in the morning prayer. God, please help me. Please help me. You gave me a wife, but I think you gave me a wrong wife. Uh, please change, you know, change my wife. If, you, if you're not going to change my wife, you know, literally change my wife. <laughs> I said, take her to heaven quickly. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was so difficult. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm smiling right now, but it was very, very difficult. I wanted to die. <laughs> uh, so what did I do? I took it to the Lord. Lord, what do I do? Help me, Lord God. Change, change my wife. Uh, but what did God do? God answered my prayer in a different way. He changed me. He said, he told me, he told me the source of my problem. Do you know why you're having so much problem with your wife? I say, yeah, because my wife is a terrible wife. 
She said, no, 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 it's not because of cultural differences. It's not because of uh, um, men and women differences. Men are from Mars and women are from uh, Venus. Uh, it's not because of uh, language differences. She was Korean, I was English speaker. Uh, it's not because of our faith differences. Uh, it's not because none of that. They are contributing factors to it, but they're not the source of it. I said, what is it, Lord? Guess what he said? You, me. <laughs> yes, it's me. But what about me? God said, it's because you never learn how to love one person. That's why you're having such a difficult time. Because marriage, marriage, Eddie, is about what? It's about learning to love one person. And I, I didn't know how to love my wife. I went to church all my life, most of my life. I learned to do a lot of things. I learned to do Bible study. I learned to pray. I learned to go to early, early morning prayer. Uh, just because you go to early morning prayer doesn't mean you know how to love people. <laughs> um, I learned to uh, go to on a mission trips, but I never learned how to love one person. And God said, I want to teach you how to love. I said, God, teach me. And then God began to teach me how to love my wife. First thing he says, go thank your wife. I said, no, 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 I'm not thankful for my wife. She, she made my life miserable. Go thank her. Second thing, go tell her you're sorry for not being a husband, not being able to love her like Christ loved the church. And the third thing, go bless her. Bless her to be the woman of God that she truly is. Bless her because you have the blessings of God. So bless your wife. And so I began to do, do those three things. And after 25 years, I could tell you, my wife now, what do you think happened? She was the most miserable woman in the world. She was depressed for five years because of me. But now, Jiwon, Francis, what is your mother like? She's happy. <laughs> she said pretty happy. I think she's the happiest woman in the world. <laughs> uh, uh, she, God transformed my heart to be able to love my wife and I know how to love her now this much, but I believe that God wants to love her this much, more and more and more and more as we continue to engage uh, together. And so, Eddie, are you ready for marriage? Amen? Amen. Love will conquer everything. One woman, okay? <laughs> yeah. All my energy goes to my wife these days. Yeah. She's the only one. Yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't say she's the most lovable person in the world. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, but I have some time to love her with everything that I have. So I'm learning to love right now. Um, and so I took that problem to the Lord, and God gave me his solution. My solution was very different. My solution is change my wife or take her to heaven. <laughs> uh, and another thing that I pray, uh, I often pray, is uh, I take all the bad news that I hear, I have in my life, I take it to the Lord. I bring the bad news to the Lord, and God gives me good news. Uh, if you are listening to a lot of bad news, if there's a lot of bad news in your life, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Nothing in the world, there may be bad news, but everything can turn into good if we take it to the Lord. If you hold on to it, it will remain bad, bad news for you. But if you take the bad news, we cannot avoid bad news in the world. The world is full of sin and it will bombard us with bad news everywhere we go. But we take it to the Lord, Lord changes the bad news into good news. And one of the bad news that I take, took to the Lord is 95% of our generation leaving the church. We went to church throughout our lives, early age. And as soon as we went, entered college and then graduated, 95% of my generation left the church. 85% of the American entire young generation, they left the church. Uh, and I've been praying, I took this to the Lord for the past 20 years. Lord, would you change this data? Will you change it? And God said, guess what God's answer to me was? He said, focus on the 5%. <laughs> he 
Daniel, David, Esther's, Paul's, and Peter's are the 5%. And anoint them and help them become who they truly are. And they will reach out to the 95% and bring them all back into the kingdom of the Lord. And today, I mean, past one week, I saw a great renewed hope that EM, EM, you are God's answer. You are not praying into it. You are God's prayer. You are walking prayer. And you are the answer to many of our previous parents' generation's prayer. And um, the other thing, church, you know, I often, you know, I always bring complaints about the church to the Lord. Uh, you know, churches that I went to, every church that I went to, it split, it fought. <laughs> There's not one church that did not fight <laughs> for whatever the reason. Uh, and I would take that, my complaints to the Lord. And God transforms my complaints into something very different. Every time I bring it to the Lord, I begin to complain about the pastor. There's a time that I hated my pastor so much. I prayed, God, every single day for three years, Lord, would you send them away somewhere to another church? He was a very Korean pastor who did not speak English, and we weren't able to connect. And a very good man, but... Uh, and so I prayed, Lord, send them away to somewhere else. And God... Uh, answered my prayer. Instead of sending him away, God caused us to work together in a very powerful way. Uh, a couple of days ago, I showed you a little video, right? Uh, and uh, that's, that's when God began to do amazing things through this small church that we were serving together. Uh, a Korean-speaking pastor and English-speaking, uh, you know, me, together, God was able to touch, uh, I think, hundreds of churches in our neighborhood. Um, so take your complaints, not to your husband, not to your wife, not to your children, not to your um, pastor. Where do you take it to? To God. Yeah, EMP. Amen? Amen. Yeah. There's a lot of things to complain about, right? <laughs> there are so many things. But take it to the Lord. And he changes those complaints into a mission. Yeah. He changes those complaints into responsible response. He makes you responsible for those complaints. Uh, and so I'm very careful these days of what I complain to the Lord because every time I complain about it, he said, you do something about it. And so I, have to, I feel like com I'm compelled to do something about it. So uh, I don't take many complaints, only the things that I want to take responsibility for <laughs> these days. And the other thing is, um, I don't know about you, um, but for me, I get depressed very easily. Uh, I'm a very shy person, and often I get very depressed and very sad and uh, very wounded in my heart. Um, and uh, what do I do with it? What do I do with it? What do you do with it? What do you do with uh, your depression, your sadness at times when you're, ah, oh, you don't know what to do. You don't know how to take this heart yeah, take it to the Lord, EMP, right? Early morning prayer. I present those, God, this is how I feel. I don't know why. And then God begins to explain. God begins to tell me, show me where he's wounded, why he's wounded, and begins to heal from the deep part of me, in a deep sense. When we take our hurts and wounds to the Lord, he not only heals them, he uses our hurts and wounds to touch multitudes of people. Because of my failure, I'm able to really speak into people who have failed in colleges and universities. Every time I speak, you know, they say, oh, I, you know, I really liked your message. What did you like about it? Oh, I love the fact that you had two Fs and you were almost kicked out of medical school. But God still works. And um, you know the other thing that that I take to the Lord is uh, 
You know, anybody sin here? Yeah? Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, do you repeat sins that you're not supposed to repeat? <laughs> anybody click on things that you're not supposed to click on? <laughs> Somehow your hand moves over there automatically. Uh, do you see things that you're not supposed to see? Do you do things that you're not supposed to do? If you're like me, I'm sure you repeat those things, right? <laughs> and you feel guilty about it. You feel bad about it. Again. <sighs> what do you do with it? Uh, God, I feel so guilty. I, I can't go in front of you. No, no, no. I take my sin to the Lord. Every time I feel that I've repeated my sins over and over and over again, God, I take my sins. I grab it. I take it to the Lord. I sinned again. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. God loves sinners. God loves sinners. That's why Jesus came, not for the righteous. Because I guarantee you, no matter how committed you are, you will sin. In your mind, in behavior, in your action. Sometimes our sins are repeated sins. Sometimes deep-rooted sins that we, we have not yet examined. Take it to the Lord. Don't run away from the Lord. Uh, give it to the Lord. Give our sins to the Lord. Because that's why he was crucified. And every time I take it to the Lord, you know, God forgives me. He gives me new freedom. I feel free. Free. And um, anybody prideful here? Uh, most of you may not think that you're prideful, but person next to you may think so. <laughs> uh, pride may be the number one issue in all of us to protect ourselves. But what do you do with that pride? Do you cover yourself with a lot of good works or pretend that you're not prideful? Yeah, honestly take it to the Lord God. My pride is ruining my life. My wife said I'm very prideful, but I don't, I don't think I am. But if she says so, maybe I am. So I want to take this to the Lord. Lord, do something with my pride. Guess what he does? Yeah. And he's not going to destroy you just because, oh, God, I'm prideful. I'm so sorry. He knows that we are prideful. <laughs> when we are honest with that, he takes that pride. Do you know what he does with that pride? You know, he changed that pride into something that it causes us to now, we're no longer boasting of ourselves. Our life is not about making ourselves look great or boasting of all the great credentials I have or great things I've done or great things that I will do. But we begin to boast of who Jesus Christ is, what he's doing, what he will do. Uh, take your pride to the Lord and he will give you a new pride. Pride in Jesus. Uh, it's just a misplaced pride. We are all, we all need to be proud of something, but not of our own achievements, but proud to be God's servant and to do his will. And we are so proud that I am his son. And we take, and he gives us that pride, and we take that pride to the Lord and to the world. Amen? Yeah. And so this is what we take to the Lord every morning. And sometimes I don't know what to do. God, I don't know what to do. What, how do I live my life, Lord God? I am confused right now. Take your confusion to the Lord. If you take it to the psychiatrist, you know, we could help you a little bit, but not much. Pastor, he can lead you to Jesus. But if you go directly to him every morning, our confusion, he will give us a spirit of power, spirit of love, spirit of sound mind. And the Bible says spirit of clarity. Clarity. So that's why the Bible says, I believe, ask and he will do what? You will receive. Seek and you will find. And knock 
and it shall be opened. So every morning we are asking God, God, what do I do? We are seeking the Lord. We are knocking on his door. So God, to open new, fresh doors so we could go bless the nations. And if you're like me, I have, I'm very fearful as well. I take my fear to the Lord every morning. Every time I feel fearful, I take it to the Lord. Uh, and I was very fearful standing today. What do I do? What do I say? And I took it to the Lord this morning, and this is what came in. Speak about these things. Um, and take your fear. Anybody afraid? Like uh, this kind of fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of being nobody, fear of uh, uh, being unworthy. You know, we all have that kind of fear. But what do we do with it? Do you hold on to it and live with it? Do you make fear your best friend? What do you do with that fear? Pretend that there's no fear? Put a lot of... A lot of nice clothes and nice car and nice house. And what if we take that fear to the Lord? God, I am afraid. I am afraid. And um, what does God do with it? I believe God will give us the heart of Joshua and Caleb, and He will give us His His courage. And uh, even when we enter into this enemy's territory. We will not feel like a grasshopper, but we will swallow them up, the Bible says. Swallow them up. He gives us that courage. Uh, And that's why I go to pray every morning, because I need God every morning. Otherwise, all these things take over my life. And among the last few things, let me just uh, conclude with this. Anybody here, if you have no dreams, you know, go seek the Lord every morning and God will give you dreams that you've never imagined before. Visions, prophecies, revelations, supernatural revelations God will give you. Uh, Seek the Lord. And God is waiting for you. He has so much treasure ready for you. Uh, But he wants you to claim it. He doesn't want Pastor Ken to claim it on behalf of you and bring it to you, but he wants you to come directly to the Lord and claim all the treasure that he has prepared for you. And and not only one time, but on a daily basis. Every 24 hours, I believe God wants to bless us. Each day is a new day, and he has new grace and new treasures and new blessings ready for us each day. So I want to be able to claim it. I often miss uh, early morning prayer because I'm so tired. Sometimes I miss my alarm, and then next morning I go, I'm sorry, Lord. He said, oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Thanks for coming this morning. I have this ready for you. Um, There's many more things uh, that I listed, but um, I'm sure you have a lot of other things in your heart as well. Take it to the Lord. Take it to the Lord. And sometimes there's a time in history, like now, after 2,000 years, God wants to do something very fresh and new. I believe it is time for California to change and be transformed, not into democratic, democratic, Democrat state, nor Republican state, liberal state, conservative state, left state, right state, not that kind of state, but I believe God wants to transform California into kingdom state, kingdom of God state, through us. In order to do that, God wants to give you new weapons, new spirit, new power, new authority, new ways, new revelations, new things of God. And he wants you to come and seek him so that he could do it. Not only California, I believe that God wants to transform this nation through you. Not only this nation, but across the world, across the Atlantic Ocean and Pacific Ocean, to Southern Hemisphere and the Northern Hemisphere as well. Amen? Amen. How are we going to do this? Yeah, everybody say, EMP, (laughs) EMP, early morning prayer. 
And those who are not able to come, it's okay. Don't feel guilty. (laughs) There'll be a time when God will touch your heart in a so compelling way that you will you'll have such such compelling desire to wake up early in the morning to seek the Lord. First thing in the morning, seek the Lord. Time will come. But in the meantime, pray for those people who are coming every morning so that they will receive the power of God every single morning, Spirit of the Lord, so that they could succeed in this world that we live in. Amen? And those who are coming, able to come, pray for those so that we would all succeed. God's people will be the most successful, powerful people in the world. Every industry, I believe, is being shaken. It is time to receive new wisdom and new revelation from the Lord and new abilities to create new wealth. The Bible says, remember that God is the one who gives you ability to create wealth. And God's desire is for us to create wealth, not only monetary wealth, but wealth in every sense of the word. Anybody want to do that? So right now, I want to ask you, how many people want to create new wealth for the kingdom of God? Anybody want to be rich here, wealthy here? Amen? Yeah, be bold. Put it up up high so that heaven can see you (laughs) and so that devil can see you. You are challenging the devil right now. You're going to shake the demonic forces and cause all the wealth from that world into God's world so that you'll be used for the kingdom of God. May you be blessed. May you receive revelation, abilities from the king of kings. When king invites you, he wants to give you the kingdom. Anybody wants to be wise like Solomon and Daniel? Anybody want to go into the academic world so, so wise that you are wiser than any of the top professors in this world because of the wisdom of God? God gave Daniel wisdom, understanding, ability to interpret all kinds of dreams and visions. God gave it to him. He didn't create it. Only thing he did is committed himself to pray every morning. EMP. We did not begin it. We started. It was happening long before we did. So anybody want to be receive the wisdom of God? Fresh new wisdom. Raise your hand. Yes. Yeah. May you receive that wisdom. Yeah. Anybody want to be so creative in the world? Creativity just comes out of you. Every time you speak, creativity comes out. Innovation comes out of you. Much more than Steve Jobs and, or Bill Gates or anybody else who's working right now because you are committed to the Lord. Anybody want to be so creative? Yes, claim it. The reason I ask you to raise your hand is because I feel like we are raising our hand, grabbing kingdom of God, heaven, and bring it down. <laughs> yeah. Anybody want to go, go into entertainment sector and bring the kingdom entertainment into this world? New music, new arts, new expression, bringing life, and joy and peace and purity back into the world. Entertainment is so important. Anybody want to bring the entertainment of God into this world? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. May God bless you. Never late. With God, it's always right time. Yeah, with God, every moment is the right time. Amen. Amen. And I know there's a lot of other things. Um, and so that's the reason that I go to early morning prayer because I want to take all of these to the Lord so that I could receive His things in a daily basis. And today is a very special day to make that commitment, make that commitment because it's a 1986 um, Pentecost day. And so I'm just going to ask you until... until um, September 28th, uh, you know, I know 40 of you already committed, but I want to give opportunity for other people to make that commitment. Resolve to seek the Lord with all your heart for the next number of days until uh, September 28th. And let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Let's see what God does as we take all of this to the Lord every single morning.
And every morning is important because things accumulate, accumulate. And when the time comes, it overflows, overflows. And that's what we want to see, overflowing uh, blessings of God. So, um, here, um, you know, stand up if you feel like that that's what you feel like that's what God is calling you to do. And this is a response to God's invitation, not to my invitation. I have responded to God's invitation. I want my brothers and sisters to also respond to God's invitation. Um, and don't worry. I know some of you, but I'm going to miss some days. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to miss some days. But next morning, I will seek the Lord. Next morning, I will seek the Lord. Every 24 hours, I seek the Lord. So I want to ask uh, Pastor uh, Ken to come and pray for us um, and to bless us. And I want to be blessed by him as well. And uh, can you do that, Pastor Ken? And um, another thing that I like to pray for is uh, not only pray for EMP here. You know, I, you are called as a movement church. And uh, God will cause a movement to occur, happen in California. Uh, he's going to raise up a new generation, a very powerful generation, a praying generation, a generation that seeks the Lord and His justice, His righteousness. And you are going to cause the north and the south and east and the west to rise up with you. And, and that's what God showed me. This is why this, is why this church exists to cause movements in the world. As you do that, every sphere of your influence that you are part of, business, art, entertainment, government, education, family, church, religious, uh, that's where God's going to bless you, that area. So receive everything God gives you. So let's pray together. Um, as a gesture of uh, humility before God to receive from it, let's lift up our hands before the Lord. And whatever God gives us, let's receive it. Let's receive it. And I want to ask some of you, if you could pray, if you could pray in tongues, you know, pray in tongues as well. Pray in tongues well. Let's pray with the voice that I could hear, I could hear, and ask the Lord, come Holy Spirit. We want to receive whatever you have for me. I want to receive from you. And let's take uh, two minutes to pray. And I'd like to ask Pastor Ken to pray for us and bless us. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. You asked Solomon, what do you want? Lord, we want California. We want to see California transform into the kingdom of God. We want to see our generation, Lord God, rise up and start a new movement called EMP, Lord God, to cause our generation to seek you with all of our hearts, not just in words, but in action, Lord God. We want to be the generation, supernatural generation, Lord God, who will enter into business industries, Lord God, and transform that business. We want to see your finances flow into your people, Lord God. We want to see new wisdom, Lord God, to change Harvard, Stanford, and many of the universities around the world, Lord God. And we want to see that your families being transformed. We want the fathers to come back. We want our children to be restored. So we pray, Lord God, fill us with your spirit, Lord God. We cannot do it by our own power. Fill us with your spirit, O God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Fill us with your spirit. New spirit, new heart. New spirit, new heart, O God. Right now, Lord God. Right now, where we are right now. Right now, Lord God. Come to our problems. Come to our emotions, Lord God. Come into our minds. Transform our minds, Lord God. Transform our sickness, Lord God. Touch our bodies, Lord God. Give us new strength, O God. Oh God, give us your love, Lord God. Fill us with your love. Thank you, Lord God. Anoint us, every single person here, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Every single person here, Lord God. Renew us, Lord God. We are committed to early morning prayer. Lord God, let this be a historic time. 
Let this be a historic time, Lord God. Let us bless the Korean ministries, Lord God. Let us bless 400 Korean churches, Lord God. Let us bless, Lord God, several thousands and thousands of like, churches in this Los Angeles area, Lord God. Let us bless the government of this nation, Lord God. Let us bless the education system, Lord God. Let us bless the entertainment, Lord God. Hollywood, Lord God, will be your kingdom, Lord God. Father God, we pray for the Hollywood, Lord God. Entertainment, Lord God. Let Jesus be the ruler of Hollywood. Oh God, so fill us with your spirit, Lord God. Give us new life, new things of God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, for your kingdom invitation, Lord God. Thank you, Father, for holy invitation, Lord God. Lord, we stand before you, Lord. We stand before you, Lord God. Thank you for telling us how much we matter to you, Lord God. Thank you for telling each one of us, Father God, how precious, how, 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 how precious that we are before you, Lord God. You have given us too much, Lord Jesus. You made us the blessing, Father God. So that we can be blessed fathers, Lord God. Lord, we stand before you, Lord, longing to be touched by Lord God. Lord, would you open the heaven's door right now, Lord Jesus. On this Pentecost Sunday, Father God, we want to be touched by Lord God. Would you, Lord, open the heaven's door and pour out your spirit upon all of us, Father God. Would you anoint us, Father God. Would you, Lord, fill us, Father, with the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. So our life can be mattered to you, Lord, and mattered to many others, Father God. Lord, thank you for your invitation, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your invitation, Lord God. We want to make this commitment to you, Lord. We will seek your face, Lord God. It's not about doing the thing, Father, but it is committing ourselves to you, Lord God. Lord, we are making our commitment to you, Lord Jesus. You, Jesus. To you, Jesus. Would you empower us, Father God, so we can follow you with Lord Jesus. Would you anoint each one of us today, Lord. Help us to remember the day we are committing ourselves to seek your face, Lord God. Bless our early morning prayer, Lord God. Whenever we Wake up in the morning, Father. We want to start a brand new day with you, Lord God. Committing ourselves to you, Lord, and seeking your face, Lord God. You will, I know we will pour your blessing upon each one of us, Lord God. You will pour your spirit upon each one of us, Lord God. And we'll walk single days, every days with you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. For Dr. Park and uh, Francis and Christopher and Samonim. And Joseph and Lord, I thank you so much for their life, for their commitment to you, Lord. Continue to bless them, continue to use them, Lord, as your instrument, Lord God. Whatever the travels, Father, wherever they go, Father God, Lord, use them to impact this generation and generation to come, Father God. Thank you so much, Father, for today. Thank you for telling us how much we matter to you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We, we love you so much. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen.